Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. First of all, the two young ladies in the video, how many knew who they were? That is Cameron's two daughters. So I thought they did an amazing job. That was awesome. Um, we're going to be talking, this is the last, like Cameron said, this is the last message on the presence. And so what was on my heart was the effects that the Holy Spirit has. The presence is the Holy Spirit, right? So the effects of that. But before we get in that, let me, who remember what Mary Lee talked about last Sunday? Whoops. Whoops. Oh, don't give... No, I'm just kidding. Who... Anyone else, Anyone remember? Remember David carrying the presence of God? What did she say? Does anyone remember? Greg, do you remember? What happened to the... What did they do? They first tried to bring it back to Jerusalem, right? What happened? Great. Uzzah. Boom. Why? Because they carried it wrong. And so what was the message she was saying? She was saying, look, David got upset, didn't he? Like he thought that was unfair. And then what happened? He humbled himself, and this is one thing we're going to talk about today also, is he surrendered back to the Father, and he learned how to carry the presence on the shoulders. Do you remember that? So the, the message was not to be um, discouraged, and like sometimes when we're seeking God, it's like in his presence it gets discouraged. And she said, don't get discouraged, but dig deeper. So, I just wanted to remind, because, you know, so many times we hear messages, and Monday morning, what happens? About 98% of you forgot. (laughs) But shame off you. Come on, no guilt. Shame off. Amen? So, today... We're going to um, be looking at the effects of the presence. And Shan is going to give basically some testimony of how the Holy Spirit impacted our life. And so, it's going to be an awesome, she does great. But now you guys also get to learn a little bit about us. And so I thought the two would go hand in hand. So like we said, we're going to talk a little bit about the effects of the presence and what that looks like in our everyday life and how it's not to just be some event or some Sunday morning thing that happens to us, but an everyday conversation with the Holy Spirit and how he leads us through our days and what that looks like and how it practically works out in our everyday life. And over the past year, the presence has become just really much more valuable and important to me as I've journaled a lot in this last year and just gone to the Father about different things, situations that were too big for me 
or relationships or parenting things that I struggle with, almost without fail, every single time that I journaled, somewhere in my journaling, I just heard the Father say, it's about my presence. And be in my presence and live in my presence and spend time in my presence. And that's how you're going to get real life answers for the problems that you're facing. It's how you're going to be changed. It's how your kids are going to be changed. It's how the atmosphere is going to be changed. And so just over and over again, I just journaled those kind of things, like be in my presence. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I felt like the Lord really just personally, I knew this in my head, but he really kind of revealed it to my spirit in a new way that every single time that I encounter the presence or that I'm in the presence, that I'm changed. Whether I see it or whether I know it in the minute, as I look back, like every single time I've encountered his presence, it's changed me. And so I just felt like the Lord really kind of highlighted that in my spirit and said, like, it's worth it. Take the time, be in my presence, and and stay there. For Luke and I, probably like many of you, we grew up in a culture and kind of a church where the presence wasn't highly valued. Um, there was more value put on rules and kind of God's word, and which is good, but there wasn't a lot of teaching and there wasn't a lot of Holy Spirit presence talk even in our church. And so because of that, um, for me, a lot of my walk with God was more about performance and just about doing the right thing without a lot of feeling, which ended up not turning out so well um, along the way. And so through kind of my journey and as um, I kind of just did the right thing because I knew it was the right thing to do, and um, then kind of through a season of my life, um, kind of just chose to walk away from some of that and do kind of some of my own stuff, and then kind of came to the place where I said, okay, I'm just going to kind of pull myself up by my bootstraps, I'm going to do the right thing again, and I'm just going to transform my mind, and I'm going to read God's Word, and I'm going to do the right thing, but didn't have like a real change in my heart where I felt the presence of the Lord. And so um, Luke kind of came into the picture about that time as I was doing the right thing. And <laughs> yeah, it was a very good thing. Um, right. So he kind of came into the picture about that time. And do you want to share kind of where you were at with the present? Yeah, at, at that time, well, first of all, Matt and I hung out a lot. And we would do a lot of street witnessing. And we were unguided missiles. We didn't care who you were or what you did. We blew you up. Well, come to find out, it doesn't work that well like that. And the, and your children really will show that, right? So at that time, we were 18, and I remember being 16, and get, that's when I was saved. And... um I would read my Bible, and the church that I was involved with, like I'd be like, Jesus, that doesn't remind me like Jesus. Like, they're depressed. 
Like they are discouraged and life is hard and sin is abounding. And they're trying to they're trying to dodge it, you know? Like, oh about God. You know those fiery darts it talks about? And like our whole focus and it's like, Jesus, it's, it's not who you are. And so I was on a personal quest to find the real Jesus that actually walked with power. And not just power, but love that was powerful. And love that overlooked mistakes. Love that was full of grace. Love that was unconditional, not based on conditions. And so we found the Holy Spirit. I did. Well, yes. Matt and I went to Baltimore. We found a pastor that was a stepping stone in this process. And we found the presence. We were, okay, this is something else. So about that time, Luke and I started dating. And Luke was this, you know, like, totally about the presence and <laughs> just scary, as I'll get out. But I, I liked part of it, and I liked him. And so we got married kind of with him being pursuing the presence and, like, believing for more and wanting more and having a real hunger for God and me kind of this really safe, do the right thing, black and white. I know I'm right. I'm a right fighter <laughs> kind of person, which was really interesting for the first five years of our marriage because he was so gracious. Like, he loved so very well that he never made me feel stupid. He never, rarely, maybe once or twice, but rarely. <laughs> it did. It did. And so we would just have these hundreds of conversations about hundreds of different things. Like, he would come at it from just a totally different perspective of life. Well, you know, I really think the Father's heart would be this in this situation. And I would be like, no, I know that the Bible says this, and there is no way that we're going to make any room. So we just had these hundreds of conversations over and over about just life and how he looked at things like so different than I did. And so that was kind of the first five years of our marriage. And because of a series of events in my life and some choices that I made, um, about five years into our marriage, I remember just kind of looking at him one day and we were talking about some stuff that we were dealing with. And I said to him, like, I seriously don't even know if I'm saved. Like, I have gotten saved 100 times from the time that I was too little to remember. And I don't even know if I'm saved anymore. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> like, scared. <laughs> and <laughs> so we talked about it. And, and I said, I, I really want to be saved. It's not that I don't want to be, but I have to know that I know that I know. And I have to feel something inside or this isn't worth it. And so he said at that time, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go wherever you need to go. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. And so we actually went to marriage counseling at that time. And I got saved at marriage counseling. And I just, my life totally changed. My inside totally changed. But at that point, um, obviously, like those hundred times that I got saved before was more about like not wanting to go to hell and wanting to get to heaven and about shame and guilt and just needing to be better. 
And then when in counseling I got saved, it was so much about the Father's love and, like, who he was and who I was and just amazing. The life just went on for me at that point. It was the right season in my life. It was good timing. And salvation was explained to me in a way that I just, I got it and I wanted it. And so my life really changed at that, at that point. But the presence and the Holy Spirit was really still scary to me because I really had put the Holy Spirit in a box and just like wanted him to look a certain way and didn't want anything too radical or too crazy. And, uh, and because of some of the experiences that Luke and I had had, a lot even through Baltimore and just different people in our lives, the Holy Spirit was still, like, really scary to me. And it was sort of a judgmental thing and sort of a, like, if you don't have it, you're just not quite, you're not with it. So I still, though my life really dramatically changed and I just felt a different way and I experienced some of the presence, I still was really fearful of, like, all of the presence and that. And so... About a year after um, I got saved, the Lord just began to bring, like, situations and people and circumstances into my life that were just too big for me and for my salvation. Like, awesome, we're going to heaven, but, like, here we are. We've got a long way till heaven. What are we going to do in between now? And so he just brought just people with just brokenness and, like, too big of too big of problems for me. I was just like, I don't know. Like, it's great to say, read your Bible. God loves you. But how is that going to help him? And so God just began to really birth a hunger inside me for like, okay, there's more. Like, I'm saved. I'm so happy. But there's more. Like, what in our daily life I need more? And so I just, he just really birthed a hunger inside me for more of his presence and more of his power and courage and just real um, hope, just hope for people whose situations were too big for me. And I, I love a quote from Wendy Backman that says, um, there's no hopeless situations, only hopeless people. And I, at that point, felt hopeless for people. And so about a year after I was saved, um, again, Baltimore, uh, we went to a Jonathan Welton um, conference there, and he was teaching on the presence, and he was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit and just all about the Holy Spirit. And I went with a real hunger, and God just really showed up for me that weekend. And just the teaching, and, um, you know, he just taught on what actually the presence does and how the Holy Spirit works in your life on an everyday basis and how we all just need him and we need to be full of him and it just needs to leak out of you, and and you need to spend time in the presence. And so um, we attended this conference, and I was hungry, and the sessions were good, and I was, like, eating it up, really. And um, one thing, when, when I was praying about uh, speaking today, the Lord just really said, I want you to highlight um, about surrender and yieldedness. And so... Um, like I said, for me, when I got saved so many times in my youth, um, it was about not wanting to go to hell. And then when I got saved, um, it was about the Father's love and just about who he was and who I was. But when I said yes 
to hosting the presence. For me, it was about yieldedness and surrender. Um, and so that's just so, so important um, to host the presence well is to be yielded and surrendered. And um, so as we were there and I was just desiring more of the presence, um, I really wrestled that weekend just with um, just my will and like, you know, giving up my reputation and giving up my ideas and my belief system and um, all of those things. And I just, I came to a point and I was just like, I, I just will say yes. I will say yes to whatever. I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it feels. I don't care who thinks I'm crazy on either side. If you think I'm crazy because I'm full, if you think I'm crazy because I'm not full enough, I don't care. And so I just was like, I say yes. I say yes to whatever that means, and I don't even know what that all means. And so I just um, I just made a choice to say a perpetual yes for the rest of my life, a perpetual yes to the Father, and it changed me dramatically. Um, I, it was such a cool experience for me because I actually um, said that yes and was like, all right, I'm, this is awesome, and I'm through with, like, fighting and through with just hanging on to my own stuff. And, and just because of how the evening was, I kind of made that decision on my own, and Luke was somewhere else, and we actually didn't even go to bed together that night. He was down doing stuff, and I put the kids to bed and went to bed. And when we woke up in the morning, Luke said to me, something's different with you. And we hadn't even talked. We hadn't known anything. And he said, you're a different woman. What happened to you? And it was because of the presence of the Lord that had filled me and that I was willing to, like, just surrender and give up. And so um changed my life dramatically. I felt like... um the Bible came alive to me like I had never, ever read the Bible before. Like, I understood it. It made sense to me. There was revelation for just me. Verses were just, like, popping off the page that I'd read, like, all my life and heard all my life, and it just made a difference. I felt like I um, was super much of a less right fighter. Like, the conflict between us was just, I could see things like he saw them, and I understood what he was talking about and as I looked back over our five years of marriage I was like oh my goodness like he was right so much and I was so wrong um I just had so much hope for people's situations and where they were at and I was like oh my goodness God is so big he's so big he can handle this stuff so I just had solutions and answers that were beyond my own wisdom even. Like, I wouldn't have come up with the answers, but I I could know what to say at the right time. And so, also, I just felt like it changed my mundane, ordinary, like, life into something that was an adventure, and it was exciting, and it was fun, and there was just so much hope in it. And I realized that so often when I lived in the presence, the things that I had had to work really hard for and strive for they just happened. Like, they just happened naturally. And it was so much less work and, and less effort. And so, Luke's going to just share some practical everyday. I'm going to share one more thing. Um, just This is just a really practical way that, that living in the presence is a fun way that happened to me this last week. 
So we have this Dixie Chopper mower that for the last, like, half of last season and all of this season so far, every time that I want to get it going, I have to, to drive my van down to the shop and jump jump it because it won't start on the cell. So Luke just found this out last week, and he's like, oh, my word, that's ridiculous. We can get a new battery. And I was like, well, it's not that big of a deal. I know that I have to do it, so I just do it. Well, the next day after he had said that, I went down to start the mower, and it would not start. And I had a zillion things to do that day. I had to mow the lawn. It was crazy weekend, and I needed this mower to start, and it would not start. So I'm jumping it and jumping it and jumping it. It won't start. So I said, Spence, do you think you could take this battery off for me? He's like, yeah, he's got that. So he pulled the battery off for me. We ran it to Cass and, and Cass Outdoor, and the guy was like, it's not your battery. It's something else because it charges fine here. So he named off like ten things that it could be. And I was like, oh, I, I have no clue what you're talking about. I will not be able to figure this out, and I need my lawn mowed. So Spence and I went home. Spencer put it back on for me, tightened it down, and we just laid our hands on it. And we said, we just really need this mower to start. Just start right up. So I bought my van down, and it started right up, and I mowed the lawn. Well, this week, I was like, eh, I wonder if my motor's going to start for me this week. So I thought, well, I'm just going to, I'll drive my van down. I'm just going to believe that it's going to start up. And in my spirit, I just heard the, the Holy Spirit say, you just don't even need to drive your van down there. This mower is going to start on its own. It's healed. And you don't need to worry about wasting your time driving the van down. And I was like, oh, okay. Went down there, jumped on the mower, started it up, and it ran like a charm for the first time in, like, I don't know how many months. But that's just, like, a fun way that just listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you get to you get to have fun stuff happen. So you don't have to waste your time. That's awesome. The awesome thing is that it shows that God cares about the mower, right? Oh, about her. Right. Um, I was just thinking as we were singing, I don't know where the verse is. I was trying to look it up there. Um, but Jesus said, I am going to go away. And I'm going to send you the comforter. Who is the comforter? So he has been sent. Why? For us. Jesus was with his disciples. So at that time, the world had Jesus. But Jesus couldn't be everywhere at all times. That's why he said, I have to go away and I will send you the Holy Spirit, which will be everywhere all the time. That's the blessing we have now that we have. Um, I was just thinking about that, that that's why it's important to yield, to say that, yes, Holy Spirit, yes, Look, we're we're not we're not doing God. Um, we're not what's the word? Um, like thumbing our nose at God, saying Ugh, when we talk to the Holy Spirit, because they're the same. It's it's all one mess. It's all one ball of goodness. Goodness, I should say. You know, we're we're not we're not cheating God out, living in the Spirit. So I want to talk a little bit 
about living in the Spirit. And what came to my mind, and it might be a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, so maybe this is what I'm talking about, I don't know, but what came to my mind is, you can turn your Bibles to Galatians 5, verse 16. And we have five minutes, and so we're just going to read real quick. And I have a children's Bible, so I can understand it, but it's the New Living. So if you're like, okay, I'm not following this, dude, that's why. So verse 16, are we all there? All right. So I advise you to live according to your new life, in the Holy Spirit. I really don't need to say any more. <laughs> Paul said, I advise you to live your new life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. Live through the Holy Spirit. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And I want to stop there, and this is what I want to say. We're all adults. We got some children. That's okay. I remember being 14 years old and hooked on pornography like nothing else. Matter of fact, the head elder's son gave it to me. Stuck. So, if you felt, okay, I am not going to do that again. What happens? Bam. Fall flat. I was devastated because I would spend nights crying. And I was like, Jesus, help me. I don't want this. But my focus was where? On the sin. And what does this say? Then you won't be doing the sinful nature. If you live according to the... So if you're focused on the Father, the Holy Spirit, that stuff starts fading away. So... That's the key to our focus. So this is sort of the pet peeve. So someone come. I need more patience. Good. That's a good thing to want, right? How are you going to get that? Pray for me. I'm not going to do that. What do we do? If you need more patience, well, let's go ahead and just read. Let's, let's just jump down to verse 19. Actually, let's jump down to verse 22. We'll skip all the negatives. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce. You're not producing it. You cannot produce more patience. You cannot produce more love. It says He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. So the the key is you you can't just say I need more patience. What's yes I might. So what's the key to that? Go ahead, Al. Hanging out with a guy that's got it, that produces it. So 
this is what's been ringing in my ear lately. This is what I've been feeling the Father say to me. So I have one, two, two boys in here. Dad gets frustrated sometimes, doesn't he? Go ahead, Ray. Say what? Yes? Do I get frustrated sometimes? Yes. That's the brutal reality of it. So, is, was that frustration listed in, in, in the fruits of the Spirit? So, what am I living out of? Out of the flesh. So, I step back and say, okay, Luke, that wasn't right. That's not living according to the Spirit. Because according to the Spirit, there's gentleness. There's patience. So, I need to go, well, first I need to apologize. Then I need to get my act together. I say, Father, I need more of you. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with you, who you are. You're, th- this is who the Father is. This is His identity. The fruits of the Spirit is His identity. And I want that identity in me. That's the hunger that we search for. That's, that's what we're, we're, we're longing for. And, and, and it's simple. We just spend time with Him. It's really not complicated. It's not something that I will have when I become a certain good person. The Father is gentle. The Father is love. The Father is joy. <laughs> well, that's a that's that's earth shattering right there for at least for how I was for how I was raised. Because how I was raised if you were serious about God, you were serious. But what I've been learning is He is full of joy. God is in a good mood. The Father is peace. He is patience. He is kindness, goodness. He is faithfulness. He is gentleness. And He is self-control. So we invite that into our lives by spending time with the one who has that. So a good indicator, okay, am I living out of flesh or out of the Spirit? A good indicator is Galatians 5. Read the fruits. That tells me, and listen, it's great to have your wife say, whoa. But the reality of it is we all know, whoa. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? Like we talk about in in discipleship class. Whoa, where'd that come from? And then we go soul searching. Father, that wasn't you. Why did I do that? I need more of you. I want to hang out with you. I've got to get you close. So that's in that. Just one more quick thing is at work. We get so frustrated. Mm, stupid board. Why didn't you do what I wanted you to do? When the reality of it is the Father has the... What did you say? <laughs> or the planter, right, George? Like, ah, oh, you dumb planter. But the reality of it is, the Father has the answer to every situation. I, I could not even begin to count the times I'm at work, and I said, I don't have a clue what to do here. I don't have any idea. It just happened Friday. 
Holy Spirit, what do I do? Oh, all of a sudden an idea comes. There it is. Thank you. So this, this, the Holy Spirit, He affects every area of our life. He affects our relationships, how we deal in relationships. He affects our work environment. Because now I don't have to run around angry and mad because stuff doesn't happen like I think it should. Right? So if you're thinking, okay, this is all nice, um, how does this work? I want us to do a couple exercises. So let's just close our eyes. So in your mind, sing happy birthday in your mind. Did you hear it? So there's one area the Father will speak to you. Right? So that's called hearing. So those are the ideas that work. A lot of times that's what happens is I hear that, that inner voice. And it's available to every one of us. All of us. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Is when those ideas come. In that innermost parts of our mind, we hear the Spirit. Let's close our eyes one more time. Here's a quick exercise. Take a trip through your house. Do you see the kitchen? It's dirty. (laughs) Do you see your bedroom? Can you visualize yourself opening up the door? Boom, there's the bed, the dresser, the mirror. The dog on the bed. Get off, you dog. Cat. Get out, get out of here, you hairball. So you picture that. So these are that's a place where vision comes. In our mind, we see that. And that's where we want Holy Spirit, give us more of this. Download more of this. I want to hear you more. I want to see you in that spot more. I want to see pictures that you want to give me to help me. I'm going to hand it over to her now. So three things real quick in closing is to leave with you is to just get hungry. Put yourself in places, in cultures where you get to taste the presence. The more that you get fed, the more you want. And so get hungry and stay hungry. The Bible says, blessed are the hungry for they shall be filled. And number two is just to be willing to say that perpetual yes to him. Be surrendered and willing. Um, with that, have the belief that God is for you, he's good, and he cares about you, and he's in a good mood. And then number three is just to check your fruit, see what's coming out. Um, fruit happens naturally, and when you're in the presence, you'll bear good fruit. It's impossible to be in his presence and not be transformed and to not be changed. Well, I'm just going to pray over us, and then cameras will come up and get us out of here. you want to, camera? So, Father, right now, I just ask that you would download more of the Holy Spirit. Father, we confess we don't understand. We don't understand how the Holy Spirit looks necessarily. 
how he moves, but all we know is we need him. And we just say amen to that. Holy Spirit, just flow over us. Fill us right now. Fill us with your presence, which is love, joy, peace. Fill us in Jesus' name. If you're like Shanna, who's maybe, maybe like, like Shanna, you have been saved many times. Yeah. Stay in that place of prayer. You guys close it up if that helps you. But let's just stay in, in the presence, in the spirit presence. And the, the two ways that uh, Luke shared that sometimes God speaks by just whispering a, a voice in our, our mind. And we go, where'd that come from? It could be the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you're, you see something. A picture of the Father coming. And so, even if you've been saved a hundred times, like Sam, out of fear, out of just wanting to do right, but you've never felt transformed, you've never felt anything on the inside, or that there hasn't been the fruit of Holy Spirit living in you, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all that stuff, self-control. Well, let's get saved again. And you know what? I don't care about asking the question, well, did the other one count? Because I just want more. You know, if I can be saved a little bit more, it's like healing, you know? Well, you can be yeah, it's better, but I want to be healed more. I want more of God's whole, you know, salvation um, means being made whole. Part of the definition of the word uh, is to be made whole. And I don't know about you, I know that if I died right now, I'd go to heaven because I believe God's promise. But I also know that I'm not completely whole yet. I don't have all of the fruits of this spirit operating all of the time. So let's just, you know, wherever you're at, and if you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, let's do it right now. And if you just want to recommit, let's do that right now. Can we do that? Let's all do it together. Say, Father, I come to you broken, empty, In need. I come to you to receive. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And I believe my sin is forgiven because of what He did. And I believe that your Holy Spirit is available to fill me. Fill me. Say it like you mean it. Like you really ask me. Say, fill me. Fill me, Father, with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. So John the Baptist was 
baptize people in water. But remember what he said? He said, there's someone coming that's greater than I who will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is the one that fills us. And the word baptize means to overwhelm. To fill on the inside as well as the cover on the outside. And so that's that's what we're talking about. A filling and overwhelming of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to you every day. And so I do encourage you, if this was a time uh, that that salvation prayer was the first time or a major time of recommitment, to come up to our prayer team afterwards so they can just seal that, pray for you, encourage you. If you have a healing need in your body, if there's a physical ailment, an emotional ailment, any type of uh, struggle that you're facing, maybe you need a, a job or a better job, they'll agree with you in prayer whatsoever need. And uh, take advantage of that. It's a great opportunity to receive prayer. Otherwise, you can receive another kind of blessing, an amazing kind of blessing. It's called donuts and pies from the farmhouse bakery. I mean, that alone is 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 probably going to make us a mega church if we just if we just keep serving that. You know, as soon as the word gets out, it's free farmhouse bakery donuts. Uh, so tell your friends and neighbors there's free donuts. You just have to set through this message about God. <laughs> Don't forget next week, Mark Morris, our beloved Mark Morris, will be here sharing about the struggle is real, but we have hope. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thanks for coming.